good morning. Today's stuff is stuff I and hey. I just want to apologize for the over the last month or so how sure how intermittent my shirim have been. Hopefully now we'll get back into things and they'll be more regular. So sorry for that. Um, so and today's shir is sorry, today's sh- yeah today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Shaina Bas Yitzchak. Okay, so we're going to go from the bottom, we'll go from the, the Gemara on Ayn Dalad on base, 74b, it's towards the bottom. The, uh, so, so, but well, I'll read the relevant line in the Mishnah, it says, If someone steals and there are two witnesses that he stole, and then he slaughtered and he sold, and there's only one witness, or he admits to having slaughtered or sold. He pays kefil, again, based on the two witnesses that testify that he stole. And he doesn't pay for the four or five-fold payment, because there's only one witness, or it's his admission. So now the Gomorrah on that, and this is... Um, what today's daf is going to be very uh, focused on is the concept of moide beknas potu. We know there's what we call mamon and knas. Mamon again is when you're paying directly for what you did, say so you damaged something worth a certain amount and you replace that amount. That is mamon. When someone steals something and they have to replace, return or replace the item they stole, referred to as keren in this daf. That's mammon. Class is when you pay more than what you did, or it actually could be less, or a set amount. So, for example, if someone kills animal, if someone's animal kills a slave, he always pays shloshim shel eved, no matter how much the eved is worth. So that's a set amount. It's a class. Now, when there's a class, we have the concept of moideber class potur. If you admit that you owe the class, you potur. So just in regards to Geneva, so you walk into court and you say, I stole this article, here's the article, then, or you admit that you stole the article, you have to pay the Karen, well, you have to either return the item you stole, or you have to re, um, pay in the value of it, and you're exempt from the KFL. So that's just important to keep in mind for this daf. So and obviously we're going to go into more details over the daf. So, I'll pay eight echad pshita. Obviously you don't pay dalit bahay if it's, there's just one witness that you slaughtered or sold it. So Omri, they said, hokamash malan. No, what it's coming to teach us is, I'll pay atmo dumya da al eight echad. The key point is that we con- contrasting or we comparing if he if he admits he stole or so, sold or slaughtered it is the same as if there's one witness that he sold or slaughtered out. Why? The alpi ma alpi yeah ma ki just as if there was only one witness to the Tvichol Mechira, and then a second witness joins with him, he would be liable now, because now there are two witnesses. So too, if it is... 
So too, when there's one Alpiatu, if it's based on his own admission, when two Adim come, he would be liable. So what's very, what are we saying here? That even if someone admits that they owe the class, so for example, in the, the lines of the mission we just read, they admit they stole, they did Geneva. And they admit, oh sorry, there were two Adim that they did the Geneva. And then they admit that they also slaughtered it. Granted, based on their own admission, they're not going to be have, to have to pay the extra for Tvich or They will, if subsequently Adim come, they will be obligated. And this is La Fuke mit Rav Huna Omar Rav, the Omar Huna Omar Rav, Moedeb Eklans Bachakach Bo Adim Potur. Rav Huna says in the name of Rav that if someone um, admits that they owe a penalty, and subsequently Adim come, they still exempt. I once you admitted to owing the class, you're fully exempt. Okay, and now that's the trigger for the whole discussion of today's potim. We just mentioned that. Rav Huna said in the name of Rav that if you admit to owing a penalty and then Adim come, you're exempt. So Rav Chizda, Rav Huna, Rav Chizda challenged Rav Huna. He says, There's a case with Rav Gamliel who blinded the eye of Tovi, his slave. And he was very, very happy. Why was he happy? That he blinded his Tavi's eye because Tavi was a very pious person. His slave Tavi was very pious. Throughout Chas, the stories of the, what a Tamil Chacham Tavi was. And here, so Rabun Gamliel actually blinded his slave, and therefore, if his slave, therefore his slave goes free. And now Tavi can be a free man. Why didn't he just free Tavi? Because we know there's a commandment, I think it's a mitzvah, a slave must serve you forever. So you're not allowed to free a slave. And therefore, he was very happy to do that. Oh, so, so firstly, obviously he's not going to injure his slave on purpose. You're not allowed to injure another person. You're not even allowed to cause... I mean, even if you want to say a slave is property and not a person, you're not even allowed to cause tarbalechayim. I think the Yabates at the back of the Gomorrah discusses this a little. So he obviously couldn't do it on purpose. But then there's another problem. If you did it by mistake, you kind of have to have intent for your action for the slave to go free. So what would have been the scenario that Rabban Gamliel would have, again, ended up knocking out the eye of Tovi and be happy about it? Hard to establish that case. You can look into the Yavetz a bit more, but either way, that's what he holding. So Motzel Rebbe Yeshua, Amalai, he found Rebbe Yeshua, and he said to him, Do you not know that Tovi? Um, do you know that Tovi, my slave, is, is going free? So Amalai, Lama. So why? So Rebbe Yeshua said to him, Why is he going free? So Amalai, what? You know what happened? So Amalai, she samti semesi es eino. I blinded his eye. So, He said to him, ah, Your words are worthless. Because there are no Adim. Kfar here, the easiest way to translate it is since there are no Adim. A little bit difficult, but here we're translating As I said, a little bit easier to translate it as there are no Adim. So what do we so so there's no agent. You admitted that you blinded his eye. Ah. 
Yeah, but not even that. Moedah beklas. If you admit to owing a class, I and the no aidim, it doesn't take a, the class doesn't kick in, so the slave doesn't go free. So, but this implies for yeshlo aidim chayev. But if there were aidim subsequently, he would be chayev. That if you admit to owing a penalty and subsequently aidim come, you are liable. So this contradicts what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav. Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, then you're still potter. Whereas now we've just brought a proof from the story with Rabban Gamil and uh, with Rabban Gamil freeing his slave that he goes free. So Amalei Shani Rabban Gamil, the law bifnei based in Oidi. Now Rabban Gamil's admission was not before based in. So he could be chayav if Aidim came. Um, yeah, so he could be chayav if Tavi brought Aidim that Rabban Gamil blinded his eye. Vahor Reb Yeshua Av based in Hoyal. Oh, but wasn't it you sure that I've based in? So we, I think what we were saying is most likely this discussion took place in based in. The have a based in have so shalom a based in have No, they were standing outside of based in. Just because someone's title is I've based in, just because they're one of the Dayonim, not everything's considered on the record. Not everything's considered a court case. It's only when it's the priests when it's. When they invaded in and it said to them as part of a court case. And very interesting, Rabbi Gamliel was the Nasi and Rabbi Yoshua was the Avbeizdin. So they were the two highest positions in, uh, in, B'nai, in the Sanhedrin. Um, there are a few stories where, yeah, sometimes it seems that at points there were a little bit of conflict between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yoshua, but obviously here they were on uh, good or amicable terms. Now, Vohotanya Omar law ain't bit Vorecho Klum Shekfar Hodasa. But wait, there's a price which is where Rabbi Yeshua said to Rabban Gamil, what you've said is invalid because you admitted it. Now, my love, Tanahi, it seems to be a Machloikes Tanahi. Hi, Tanah, the Omar Shekfar, Eino Edim. The first Tanah which says the reason is because there are no. Um, then no edim sovar moide beklas ba'achal kach edim chayev must hold that if you admit to a penalty and subsequently edim come, you would now be chayev for that penalty. And the tana which says the reason is because you already admitted, I not to do because edim have come sovar moide beklas ba'achal kach edim potur that once you've admitted to the penalty, even if subsequently edim come. You would still be potter. Because again, the second price says, Shekfar Hodosa, you already admitted. I, it's got nothing to do with whether Adim will or won't come now. It's too late. So that's why you would always be potter. So this seems, so it seems to actually be a machloikes tonight. It says, law, not necessarily. You can say that everyone holds that if you admit to a penalty, and subsequently Adim come, you're exempt. And what are they arguing in? Now, again, we have two prices. What did Rabbi Yoshua respond? According to the Tana that Rabbi Yoshua responded, since they honor Adim, he would, he held the event took place outside of Beisdin. I Therefore, his admission doesn't count as an admission. And if Tovi would bring Adim, he would go free. But if Rav did make that admission in Beisdin, he would be exempt. Uh, he would be completely exempt.
even if subsequently Adim come. And the half tana de Omar Shekfar Hadassah, and the one opinion says, sorry, it's too late, you're already admitted. So the based in Havay, he holds the whole, the whole thing was as part of the court case. It's very interesting. So we just, yeah, um, it seems you do, obviously talking to the Dayonim doesn't count as a court case. I mean, interesting. Let's say uh, you go watch uh, the Beisdin and the three Dayonim are sitting there after having just judged a case. And then you tell them something. It seems that since you're, even though you're in the, in the courtroom, but you're not doing it on an official let's have a court case, maybe then it wouldn't count as a, as a, as a court case and a Beisdin. Um, I just thought of what could be a way that Rabbi Gamliel could be happy that he blinded the eye of Tavi is if he intended to heal Tavi. Ah, let's say he was putting eye drops in and he accidentally blinded him. What did we say the halach is in that case? We saw, we saw it earlier on in the Masechto in Kiddushin, I don't remember. Okay, something to think about, maybe that could be an answer. Okay, Itmar, let's carry now. We're going to actually mention this is a Machloike Samurai. Moedebek class. I mean, I, I found this Gomorrah's layout a little bit strange. I would have expected first to bring the Machloka Samurai, yeah. you know, then ask a question on Rad's Shitta like we just the Sukhya that before we did it, you know, and then bring in how does our Mishnah make sense. What did we start with? We start with uh, the, the Pshat in our Mishnah seems to exclude from Rav. Then we mentioned Rav's opinion and brought a challenge to it. Okay, and we justified that and we explained why it's not a challenge on Rav. And now we mention it's a makloike samurai. Itmar, Rav If someone admits to owing a, pen, a, uh, owing a penalty, so obviously they're exempt from paying it. But subsequently, Adim comes, so Rav, Rav says you still potter, and Shmuel says no, you chayev. Omar Rava Barilai, my time at Rav. Rava Barilai says, What's the source for Rav? The Rav. What's my time at the Rav? What's the source for Rav? Imhomotsei ba'edim, timotsei ba'dayonim. It's because it says, the positive says, Imhimotsei timotsei. So if it is found, that means ba'edim, timotsei ba'dayonim, then he can be guilty through the dayonim. Prat lamarshir satmo, which excludes someone who makes himself guilty. I, then he would be exempt from the knas, both with Adim and Dayonim. says, Why does he um, why, why do we need the pasuk of who they found guilty? who they found the Dayonim found guilty. That's coming to emphasize that it's only if he was found guilty through the Dayon. We, we already know that if, it's, if, he's, if he admits he's exempt, because it has to be found through Adim and Dayon. But why, so then why does it come along and say that he's only liable if the Dayonim find him guilty? So that's to add on to that if he admits to a penalty and subsequently Adim come, he is exempt. And Shmuel says, you know, that extra phrase of that's that we need that for the Ganav himself. As the Vechizkia taught earlier. This was the Sukhya earlier discussing. Remember, these Sukhim are written by a Shoime. So by a Shoime, we know there's Kaifel. 
Where do we know that the actual that someone is not just a shomer but an actual ganav that he pays kafel? So that the Beis can learn from this extra phrase of me'asher yarshiun. Um, okay, um, according to Rav, you would have to learn like one of the other opinions there, not like the Beis Someone saw Adim preparing to go to court. So he ran and he admitted that he stole. So he, what did he say? And I didn't sell it. He only paid the Karen. Now obviously this is a case where subsequently Adim comes. So, so, so according to this, he runs to court, he's exempt from the knas, he just pays the karen, and this is even when Adim comes. So, it must be whether Adim saw he admitted, so they went back home. Either, so, so Rav's actually saying, the, uh, the Shmuel would say that that case is where the Adim didn't end up going to court. But, but didn't Rabbi Lozab Rabbi Shimon say that Adim should come and testify and then he would be Chayev? Michal the Tanakamas of our law, which implies that the Tanakamas holds that the Adim come and he would not be Potter. I Rabbi Shimon ben Eloza says the Adim come and he's and, and make him come, make him the Adim come and make him Chayev. Well then the Tanakama here holds the Adim and and the, must be the Tanakama hold the Adim come and he's still potu. So Omalay Shmuel love Ikar Rebelozab Rebbe Shimon the Kokavasi Anadam Ikar Rebelozab Rebbe Shimon. Shmuel says okay fine. So we see that Rebelozab Rebbe Shimon holds that Achak that if Adim subsequently come after to admitting the to the penalty you are chayev. Well that's who I hold like I hold like Rebelozab Rebbe Shimon. So the most points out the Shmuel Varei tonight here. According to Shmuel you have to learn it as a machlokes time. I, this principle of Moedah Beklas Ba'achakach Bo'edim Chayov is only in accordance with Rebbe Lozab Rebbe Shimon, but the Tanakam argue and hold Potu. That's according to Shmuel. says, L'Rav, Mi Leimah Tanahi, according to Rav, you have to say it's a Machloikas Tanahim, so Amal Chorav, Rav will tell you, you know, obviously Rav fits in with the Tanakama, because the Tanakama implies when the Edim come and testify that he did actually steal it, and slaughter it, even though he's already admitted he will be Chayev. But Rebbe Loza, but I feel Rebbe Loza, Rebbe Shimon, Ad Kanloi Kamer, Rebbe Loza, Rebbe Shimon, Hasam, Elamishim to Kamoidi Machmas Beutus or Taidim. Rebbe Loza, Rebbe Shimon. The reason Rebbe Loza, Rebbe Shimon says that he is liable to the Knas is because the only reason he came is because he was afraid of the Edim. Aval Hacha, but in a regular case. The moide ma'atzmo, where he voluntarily admits, I feel the Rebbe Lezeb Rebbe Shimon moide Rebbe Lezeb Rebbe Shimon would agree to the Tanakama. So what have we just introduced? An amazing idea, Gavin. This was what was bothering you. If someone only admits because they're scared of having to pay, then it doesn't work as an admission if aid didn't come. According to, at least according to Rebbe Lezeb Rebbe Shimon. That's true. So Rav, so Rav holds you right. If you admit to a penalty, you're exempt and you will forever be exempt. Unless your admission was out of fear because you saw Adam ready to come and you were worried, oh, now I'm going to have to pay the 
that doesn't count as a good admission and you would be liable. So Omar Yeah. Now we're going to introduce a new point. This idea that Rav Hamnun is going to say is basically that this that moide beknas potur and according to Rav is only where your initial admission obligated you in the carrying. And when you step into Basin and you say I admit I stole you are not liable to the Karen. You're not, you're not scot free. Yeah. All you get off is the double payment. So that's where the focus is here. So Omar Abamudam is Dobra Mil said the Rav. Rav makes most sense, but Omegon Navti, where a person admits that they stole, Uvar Adim Shinignav, and then people come and then Adim come and testify stole. Potu is exempt, Shareh, Kai of Atmobakarin, because he has made himself liable through Karen. Aval Omar, but if he says Loigonavti, I did not steal Uvar Adim Sheh. And then Aiden come and testify that he stole. So therefore now he's going to be paying at least the Karen, if not the the Kefil. Says because of Omar, and then he says I admit I slaughtered and sold it or sold it. And Adam came Chayav Shehu Poiter is Atzmum Mikulam because he was exempting himself from everything. So again, the rule that Rabbi Amnon is saying, according to Rab, that Moed Bekas Vacha Kachbo Adam Potur is where his initial admission still made him liable to the Karen, but where his admission did not make him liable to Karen, and subsequently Adam come, his admission falls away. Says Omar Rava Kofakti Lasabe the Vera. So it's for you to admit and you're still liable, you're not liable for the carrier. Well, like we just said, if they aid him that he stole and he admits to Dalit Bahay, yeah. then he's still liable to the carrier. I'm sorry, then he's, yeah, his admission doesn't change the fact. They aid him that he stole, so he has to pay the carrier, and then his admission is on, the, on having slaughtered it. So his admission does not obligate him in anything. He's already obligated in the Karen. His admission doesn't obligate him in anything. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So, okay, so Omar Rav says, I overpowered, I, my arguments defeated the elders of the Rav. That seems to refer to Rav Hamluna. Because Rav Gamliel exempted himself from everything. And Rav Chizda challenged Rav Huna about this. And he didn't give this argument. In the case of Rav Gamliel, remember Rav Gamliel said to Rav Yeshua, I'm so happy, Tavi my slave, Tavi my slave, I planted his ass and now he's going free. He was so happy. Now that's Moida Baknas, and we seem to be saying that and, and what now he should have just said, but wait. We said that, well, sorry, and we explained that basically if Adim subsequently came, he would still be Potter according to Rav. Why didn't he just answer that that's a case where his admission gets him off scot free? When he admits he blinded his slaves, ah, he's scot free. He's not admitting to now having to pay anything. And then, so therefore, when Adam come, 
he should be liable. He should be liable. Even Rav who holds we're saying according to Rav Amnuna that only where his admission to the penalty obligates him in Karen. But there's no Karen here and yet we see um, and yet we see he's completely exempt. So it seems we have rejected Rav Amnuna. Similarly it was said Rabbi Chibarab said, Name of Rabbi Yochman, Ganavti Uval Aidim Shekonav, Potur, Sharei Chaim Atzmo Bekeren. Rabbi Chibarab said, Name of Rabbi Yochman, Ganavti Uval Aidim Shekonav. Rabbi Yochman says, I stole, and we brought Aidim that he stole. He's exempt because he has obligated himself in Karen. Aval Omar Loigonavti, but if he said, I did not steal, Uvo Adim Jagonov, and then Adim come and say that he testified that he did steal, so now he's Chayev, because of Omar Tovakti Omacharti, and subsequently he admits to having slaughtered or sold it, Uvo Adim Shetovach Omachar, and then Adim come that he slaughtered or sold it. He is liable because he has exempted himself from everything. I again, Rabbi Yochanan Paskins, basically the same as Rav Hanuna, that again, where a person admits and their admission completely exempts them from what they would be would have been liable, if Aiden come, subsequently come, they'll be liable. It's only where their admission obligates them to pay something to pay the Karen that if Adim subsequently come they will still be exempt from the Knas. That's the point of Rabbi We can deduce this opinion from a Mishnah and a Brisa. So even though Robert rejected the Saba, the elders of Rav um, of Devei Rav it seems Rabbi Yochanan also had that opinion and now um, we're going to have another a support for this. Avashi is going to bring a support from a Mishnah and a Brisa. So maybe we would, I'm, I'm just assuming offhand that maybe it's a Machloikas Tanaim on the surface between the story of Ravon Gamliel and those Ravuna and Rav Chizda and this story. And, and uh, this Mishnah Brice we're going to bring now. But how do we see it? So Mishnah, how do we see it in a Mishnah? It teaches, Or This is our Mishnah. If someone steals and there are two witnesses, and then he slaughters and sells it, but there's only one witness, or there's only one witness saying that he slaughtered or sold it, or he admits to having slaughtered or sold it, he pays kafel, but he does not pay dalit bahay. Lamali detani gonav al pi shnayim lisni gonav atavachu mochar al pi eidechot. Why do we need to teach if he stole with based on the testimony of two? Just te- teach if he stole and slaughtered based on one witness. Now, why do you divide the case of there's two witnesses to the theft and there's only one witness to the tvicha? Rather, just teach it as there's, two, there's one witness or his admission to the, to the theft and the tvicha. Tvicha, you always pay for What do you mean by that? If you slaughter, 
Well, if they aid in that, you solve. Yeah, yeah. Now we're discussing what happens if you admit. Yeah, what happens? Yeah, yeah, if there's one aid, then it, that can't obligate him in four or five. Pardon? That's just good as Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I didn't follow. So, um, so, why don't we teach the Mishnah? Why didn't the Mishnah teach a case of where he stole and he slaughtered or sold it based on one witness or Alpiatmo? Or based on his own, Karen, that he only pays the Karen. I what's the novel point? Why is it emphasizing the two if he stole based on two and then he slaughtered based on one or his own admission? must be coming to teach as follows. If he stole and there are two witnesses. And then he slaughtered it, but there's only one witness, or based on his own admission. where he is not liable for Karen. Who Omrin and Alpi Only in that case do we say we can't we compare his admission to a single aid. What's the comparison? Ma Alpi Echod ki just as if sorry not just as if just as when he admits sorry so I'm reading wrong just as when there's one aid he's not liable but if a second aid joins that aid he would be liable so too where he admits if two aids subsequently come he would be liable Again, because uh, again, it's mashma in the it's mashma in the Mishnah that if subsequently Adam come, he would be liable. So Ravashi is extending it and saying that okay, so the Mishnah's case is specific. When would he be liable if Adam subsequently came? In this specific scenario of the Mishnah, where he only stole or sold it. But if he stole and then slaughtered or sold it, and there's only one witness or his own admission, the Chayav Atmo Bekeren, where his admission would obligate him in Keren, we don't say his admission is the same as one witness, either if subsequently Adam Kami would not be liable. So again, but the fact that the Mishnah is teaching Yurchayev where there's, again, we contrast his admission to um, his admission to one aid. Just as if one aid is joined by another, he would now be liable. So to by his admission, if two aid would come, he would now be liable. But we want to, uh, Ravashi wants to say that's, that's, very, that's very specific to the case of the Mishnah where he admit, where he has to pay the Karen anyway, so his admission is not obligated in anything. That's where if subsequently Adam come, he will be liable. But if his, from the outset his admission obligates him in the Karen, then even if subsequently Adam come, he would not be liable to anything, to any of the class. And Brysa, where do we see this principle in the Brysa? If he sees Adim getting ready to come to court, so therefore he runs and he says, I stole. 
but I didn't slaughter or sell. He only pays the Karen. Why does it need to teach if I stole it but I didn't slaughter or if I stole it but I didn't slaughter or sell it? Nisni gonavti oitovachti omacharti. Let him teach that he stole it or he slaughtered and sold it. Why? What's the, why is there a difference between Geneva, the admission on the Geneva, and the admission on the Tzvichol Mechira? So El Hakamash Melan, time at Omar Gonavti. It's specifically because he admitted to stealing the Chayv Atzmo Bekeren, where he is obligating himself in Keren. Who the Potur? That's where he will be exempt from all the Knasim. Aval Omar Loi Gonavti. But if he said, I did not steal, Uvo Adim Shegonav, and then Adim come and say that he stole. Because of Omar Tovachti Omacharti, and then he admits to slaughter or selling, of all Adim Shetovach Omachar, the law Chayev Atzmo Bekeren, he would not obligate himself in, where he does not obligate himself in Karen, Chayev he is liable. Alma Hodad, the Tvicha Lav Hodahi, we see this admission to Tvicha when Adim come does not count as an admission. Again, if you just admit to the Tvicha, you're not obligating yourself in anything, you're actually completely exonerating yourself. You were, again, what do we mean by that? He was already Chayv and Karen. So when he's to pay for what he stole. So when he subsequently admits, you know what, and I also slaughtered it. I, so now he's exempting himself from the four or five-fold payment. He's completely exempt, exempting himself from anything that he could be liable. Therefore, it doesn't count as an admission if Adam subsequently comes. Again, based on his admission, he doesn't have to pay it. Yeah. But if Adim subsequently come, then he will have to pay it, so it doesn't really count as an admission. Unlike where he admits to something and now incurs a liability. So, for example, he goes to court and he says, I admit I stole. So now he's going to have to pay the Karen. There, he would be completely exonerated even from the Knasim, even if Adim, Knasot, even if the Adim subsequently come. Says Omru Law. They said, nah, this is not necessarily a good proof. I maybe even after he, he is high for the Gneva, if he admits to the Tvich Omachira, he could still be Potur when Adem come. Why he go for Kamash Malan? Maybe the Mishnah is actually coming to teach us. The Kiva into Omar Gonavti, when he says, I stole it, Athal Kapta Omar Loy Tovati Velomacharti, and he says, and he denies, and he says, I did not slaughter and I did not sell it. And Adam come and say that he did, Potter, he would still be exempt. My time. The Torah teaches us that we only find a slave, a Ganav is liable to four or five, not that he's liable to, I mean, if we want to follow it in line, it should be three or four. What are we saying? That. The Torah is here. What, what happened here? He's exempt for the kafel for Geneva because he admitted to the Geneva, but he denies the Tficha, which he subsequently is proven liable for. So remember, I explained this the other day, we kind of break it up into parts. Let's just look at the fivefold payment, and it's the same, just one less for the fourfold payment. There's Karen, there's kafel, that's the double. And then there's three for it be for having slaughtered this cow, slaughtering or selling the cow. 
What happens here where he admits to the Geneva? So what's he liable? Karen. He's not liable to Kefal because he admitted. And now he denied slaughtering or selling, so he should be liable to the threefold payment. What will he be paying in total? Four. four. The Torah says five and not four. Still five, still get back to that. No. So therefore, in this case, where all we can obligate him in four, he's exempt from the knas. So he won't really. So maybe that's the point that the Mishnah is teaching. The Mishnah is not teaching that where he admits in a way that doesn't incur any liability, if eight, it doesn't count as admission, and if eight in come, you'll be hired. Mishnah is not teaching us. The Mishnah is teaching us that where he um, admits to the kafel, so therefore he will not be paying the full four or five, he'll rather be paying the three or four, he doesn't pay at all. He, he doesn't pay the class at all. Lamer Kutanai, let's suggest that this is a Machlokis Tanai. This concept of um, does his, um, what do you call it, uh, does his admission count and his admission where he is, where Adim, where it, sorry, does his admission count as admission where it doesn't obligate him in anything? Um, I, I was just thinking, I mean, on the surface, I have to look up the Kavachirim again, but on the surface, what's interesting here is we almost see if you're admitting just to get off, it doesn't count as an admission. If you're admitting in a way that incurs a liability, okay, maybe not as the full liability of the class as well, but it incurs the liability of the Karen, then it does count as an admission. And, and that would also tie in similar game with what you said, if he's admitting purely out of fear for the Adim, there's grounds to say that. That does not count as admission because he's not admitting to incur liability. He's admitting to get off more. Um, I, would, I would rephrase it almost. Again, you have to check up whether the principles I've just been saying are true. And this new principle, I'd reframe it almost as when is admitting is coming to do tshuva, then it's a good admission that he'll be exempt from the knas. But where his admission doesn't help in the true, doesn't really help in the true process, then it doesn't. Then he would still be liable. Because when you admit, you admit, says, oh yeah, I stole from that guy and I want to pay back what I stole. I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad. I want to pay back what I stole. You know, that's a good admission and that admission can replace the knas. But where it's just to... Uh, um, get off, that's not really for Chuba, and therefore he would be liable. Um, the Vilna Gon points out on the previous page, um, it seems that, um, I mean, you have to look exactly which opinions <coughs> go in, and he brings, it seems to contradict another point, but it's, it's just very interesting. Um, I mean, this was in the opinion check, fire aim not aid him, because there are no aiding, implying that if Adim did come, he would be chai. But either way, the Vilna Gon adds, It seems even when there's a heavenly obligation, you don't have to pay the knas without Adim. Why? Because according to I, it's almost Adim that create the knas in a way. Because, um, okay, then the Vilna Gon asks a question on that, but what are we saying? If Rabban Gamliel, he blinded the eye of his slave. Under those circumstances his, that it was done, since they now ate him, 
Tavi does not go free. That's what Rabbi Yeshua told him. Now, Rabbi Gamliel would obviously say, look, I know Beisden can't obligate me to free him, but I want to do what's right. I'm going to free him anyway. Again, it would be the same thing. There's only one witness that I stole. Beisden can't obligate me to pay back the theft, but I want to pay it. And that would be your obligation. That's what you should do. But by class, it's only where they aid him, where they actually aid him, does it create the liability. Okay, let's just go on. Sorry, so that was a side point. Let's say this is a machlokes name. If there were two Adim that he stole, and two Adim testify that he slaughtered or sold it, and then the Adim on the Geneva were found to be. Zomimim, yeah, puzzle. Once you've cancelled part of the, te- of the testimony, you've cancelled all of it. Remember the reason we saw this? I think this was Sunday's death. Because. Um, because once there's no Adim that he actually stole. Well, then you're saying that he, what, he slaughtered or sold his own cow. Nothing wrong with that. So that's, that's bottom exhaust about Lugula. Who's Mu'ayde Tvicha? What happens if the Adim of the Tvicha found to be Zonimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
And he says, yes, I stole. And additionally to stealing, I slaughtered and sold it. However, you can't testify that I stole. And he brings witnesses and they've proven to Zomimim. That he didn't steal before him. They were not the witnesses that he stole. So what's he done? He's admitted to having stolen and chayev dalad v'hay by refuting the testimony that he stole, by proving that zomim. But I see balabai is sahadi v'asidu bay dagana v'tovachum achar. And then the balabais, either victim of the theft, brings witnesses and they testify that he stole, slaughtered, he stole and then he slaughtered or sold it. says, no, they're arguing in this that he admitted to slaughtering. The Rabbonon hold that even though he only admitted to the theft because of the Aiden. He didn't know that they would be proven Zomamin. He's asserting that they'll be proving Zomin, but he doesn't know that they're going to get rejected, that they're going to get kicked out. So his admission that he stole is only based on the Zomimim, the Komoite. Yes, let me just read that phrase. The Rabbonin Sovri, He's only admitting to the Gneva because of Edim. This that he admitted to having slaughtered is a good admission. Again, so the theft, we on the theft, we're saying is not a good admission, and but on the tvicha, it's a good admission. What do we see? Even where your admission doesn't incur any liability, his admission does not incur any liability, he is still high of, he's still exempt from the class. Since his admission to the Gneva is because of Aidim, and that's why he admitted the Tfikha lav Hodah. The Tfikha is not a good Hodah. And therefore, what he, he admitted to the Gneva because of the Aidim, which does not count as a Hodah. So it's as if he's just admitting to the Dalad Bahay. And then that does not obligate him in anything. And that's why all the Aiden Zomimim have to pay is the, the, the Zomimim have to pay is kafer. Because there was no Dalit Vahe. And then the Aiden make him pay the Dalit Vahe, and that's the Shlosha. So therefore these first Aiden which are found to be Zomimim pay Kafel. And he pays the three for the bull and the two for the isle. Again, because there's no his admission to having stole doesn't count as admission because it's only because of Adim. And therefore, he still has to pay for the Tvich HaMachira. Omar Ravacha Braderav Ika Lo. Ravacha Braderav Ika says, that's not, you don't necessarily have to interpret the Brisa as forcing this Machroikas. Again, the way we interpret the Brisa, you have to come onto a third case and 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 then you explain the machloikes of Rabbonin and Sumchus, whether this admission that's not a real admission gets you off Tvichu Mechira. Or gets you off some of the payment. 
So Rav Ika said, Lord, This that he admitted to having slaughtered it does not count as a oda. Again, because he's not he's not exonerate he's not making himself liable. Or because yeah. They're arguing in the principle of Eidos that you're not able to prove that they zomimin. Um, a key point of Eidos is that it can be proven zomimin. Now what does that mean? If the, word, the, the testimony has to in, contain details or points that they could theoretically be found zomimin. That's where we generally say. So for example, if someone says... Um, Reuven, the Adim say, again, it's going to be hard to establish exactly, but it could be along the Yeah, Reuven murdered, but I don't remember if it was Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Yeah. Now, how are you going to prove them Zomamin? Because you're going to bring two people that he was with them on Monday, so he's going to say, oh, it must have been Tuesday. You're going to bring witnesses that, he was with, that they were with them on Tuesday? No, actually, it might have been Monday or Wednesday. So that's Adus that you can't make into Zomamin. And there's certainly, it's like the time and the place. The essential details that if you don't give them thing. But now we're adding in a point. It says, Witnesses came and they said, You stole. He says, You robbed. I stole, I slaughtered, and I slaughtered or sold it. So he says, you accusing me of stealing, you're right, I did steal and I slaughtered it. But you can't testify that because you weren't with me. But the other two, Reuben and Shimon, can testify that I stole and I slaughtered it. And they come along, these rumors. So, so those two, the original two Adim are proven Zomimin, and the second two Adim come along and say, yep, he did, he stole and he slaughtered it. This is what they're arguing in. The Rabbonin holds its Eidos that you can't prove as Zomimin. The full Eidos, Shiato Yogala Hazima, have Eidos, and any Eidos that can't be proven Zomimin is not Eidos. Why? I think it's because even if other, other Aiden come, they can't make him pay for the... They, the other Aiden who testify that he stole or he slaughtered, they can't make him obligated to the four or five because he already admitted. So what, what, what's... To make them Zomimin, they have to be liable to... They have to be liable to the same punishment. But their testimony, this is how I understand it, their testimony is not incurring any liability because he's already admitted. So he's not, he's not liable to four or five. So when they come along and testify that he did shecht, they're not making him liable to four or five, they make him liable to nothing. So they're not, in, they're not zomimim. That, that's how I understand it. Um, and Sumchus holds that Eidos that you're not able to to make into Zomamin is Eidos. I think we'll leave it here for today. Let me just check one last point.